You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Hour number three. It's The Big Show. Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960 The Fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. At the bottom of the hour, um, we'll tee up the Flames and Golden Knights tonight down at the Dome. We're also taking your text messages at 960-960, your chance to win four passes to Wingfield Golf Club. Based on an email we all received yesterday about microwave etiquette, what is the grossest thing you've brought for lunch to work? Or what's the grossest thing you've seen someone bring to work for lunch? Some elite level texts in here. I, like, we have to kind of vet it to make sure they're telling the truth. Yeah. Because some of these just seem impossible to me. Yeah. Yeah, it, it seems impossible. Humorous. Yes. But impossible. Um, joining us on the line right now to tee up the Flames and Golden Knights at the Dome. She's an Olympic gold medalist. She's a Flames analyst for Sportsnet on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. We say good morning to Megan Mickelson. Megan, how are you? I'm great. How are you guys? Good. Well, um, I just want to throw, sorry, I don't mind throwing, uh, I apologize throwing a curveball your way. Uh, some of your teammates throughout the years, do they have any weird meals that they like to eat maybe <laughs> pre or post game? Did you like anything weird that you liked to Anybody eat pre or post game? Eating mustard packets on the bench uh, or yeah. some weird stuff like that? Anything like that? Okay, I do have one. Okay. On the on the bus. So when uh, in Olympic years we would bus all over Alberta playing in the the midget AAA league, and Carolyn Willette would eat cans of tuna <laughs> on the bus sometimes. Just straight, can, just open up the can and then just yep. with the fork straight from the can. Dive in. Well, I, I think she put it in like a Tupperware container. Yeah. But uh, she was that player that would, you know, you're sitting on the bus and all of a sudden you smell something. You're like, what is that? And it's like, oh, <laughs> Caro, Caro, <laughs> Caro brought her snacks. So that's that's the first thing that comes to my mind. She it's, might she might get mad at me for disclosing that, but that's okay. It's always fish too, isn't it? It always has to be fish when yeah. somebody busts it on on a bus. That's not a good one on a bus. No, absolutely bus, not. Train, office, did, confined did, spaces. Did you have any like pregame meal, like something that you were like to do, or you kind of like to mix it up? You know, I was I'm pretty boring when it comes to that stuff. I'm like your standard chicken, rice, veggies, pregame coffee, and a bar. Like nothing nice. nothing crazy. So g- giving you a boring answer for that one. Well, that's okay. But Apologies. were you like we've we've heard legendary even Kelly Rudy talked about how he drank like just copious amounts of coffee before his starts. Did, did, did does that no, a lot sometimes like, you see like your teammates do like drinking way too much coffee before a game? Teammates, yes. Yeah, during uh, before games, and then uh, the 20, 2018 Olympic year, they had us chewing caffeine gum in between periods. <laughs> really? So, <laughs> I've had that yeah. before. It's, yeah, doesn't taste great. It was intense. Yeah, and some like some girls didn't even drink coffee, so you have a piece of caffeine gum, and you're just <laughs> you're jittery out there, and <laughs> really fucks over and and whatnot. I was okay with it because I I drink quite a bit of coffee, but. Yeah. Not, not for everyone. Well, okay, but no, not okay. That's that's super interesting to me. How do they approach you guys? It's like, hey, in the room's like, chew this. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It was sitting in your stall, like when you came off from a period. Yeah. Uh, like after warmups, after the first second, yeah, your your caffeine gum is oh. sitting in your stall, ready to go. Did it come in flavors, or was it straight was like medicine? Yeah, there 
was um there was a, a mint flavor and huh? then there was also a cinnamon flavor. The cinnamon was not not great. <laughs> okay. Not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah. All right, but yeah. but you did feel it when you were chewing it, right? How long did it take to kick oh, in yeah. if you were chewing it? Uh it takes five minutes. Oh man. At least they weren't handing yeah. out Nicorette. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the girls are throwing some nic- nic- nicotine patches on during the intermission. <laughs> Yeah. So they're going to have a dart after yeah. the game, Maddie. Jeez. Oh, yeah. I never knew. Thank you. I never knew, like, caffeine gum was handed out to our top Olympians. That is a fantastic yeah, story. It's, it's not a thing. It's not a thing anymore, but um, there was a time. There and, was a time. Man, listen, uh, success uh, for you guys has been uh, incredible internationally. Uh, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I wanted to ask you, can you put your finger on why the Flames struggle at home? Because they talked about it on the broadcast in Anaheim. Uh, most points in the Western Conference on the road since December. The team seemingly just plays better on the road, and then they struggle here. I just can, do. You have any reasons why that potentially could be a thing? You know, I don't know. I mean, I think that this team in general, putting a, a finger on exactly what is wrong, is a challenge in itself. But for me, you know, I I do wonder a little bit about. There's something to be said for as a player. Uh, the distractions that you have when you're playing at home, you know, whether it be, you know, family life, if it's, you know, the media, I, you know, I wonder if these guys, when they get on the road, there's just, it's a change of scenery. There's not as many distractions. You can dial in, you can get focused. You're in a hotel room, your meals are all ready for you. There's definitely something to be said for that. So I do wonder if there is, you know, a little bit of that for these guys. You know, I know that, uh, you know, there's some some first-time parents. Uh, there's been a lot of chatter in the media and, and a lot of things going on. So when you get on the road and you can just kind of dial in and focus and, and do your thing, there's definitely something to be said about that. So I, I wonder if there's a little bit of that going on for sure. It, it feels like that's definitely what we're seeing. Uh, I, I also have a question about uh, kind of a, a- – a difficult maybe coaching style from Daryl Sutter and how you think the team has maybe handled it over the course of the first 71 games or 72 games of the season. Yes, this is a, this is a tough one for me personally. I think that, you know, when you look at coaches and, you know, when a team is losing, I think that, you know, the easy answer to, to why a team is losing, once you get to a certain point, it's, you know, it's, co- it's the coach uh, and you kind of, you blame it on the coach and that's the, the easy route to go to. Mm-hmm. But like, if you look at the history of the Calgary Flames coach, you have, you know, Bob Hartley, Glenn Gillison, Jeff Ward, Daryl Sutter, like you have different types of coaching styles in there, right? Mm-hmm. Like you have a couple of your, your coaches that are typically, you know, players coaches, and then you have some, some tough guys. Um, and neither of them really seem to have worked too well. So like, is that, is that kind of a a convenient, easy, you know, let's blame the coach, um, type of situation, uh, or is it for real? So, you know, for me as, as a player, I think that, and as an athlete, like performing at an optimum level consistently is never easy. Like that never changes. Like it's, it's never easy. I think that, you know, what changes is what makes it hard to perform, mm-hmm. right? So it could be like you go through injuries um, and you're, you're 
there's things in your personal life like you have you have a baby coming into your family travel schedules you're playing back to backs you know if it's the coach I think that you know as a player it's it's your job to find a way to show up and and to play your best hockey so I have a really hard time with you know just saying you know it's the coach and um, you know, that, that the issue here is Daryl Sutter. Um, you know, I think that there's a lot of things going on in terms mm-hmm. of, of their play and um, things that, that can be fixed. So, um, you know, like last year when Sutter came in, it was, this is exactly what this team needs because they were winning. And then as soon as they start losing, it's, he's got to go. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I really, I really, really struggle with that one because I have, you know, I've had coaches where, you know, I just, we, you know, I haven't seen eye to eye with them, but you still have to find a way to show up and play your best hockey. I, I struggle with that one. Yeah. Like I wonder if last year, because so many of the players had been here for such a long time that it was easy for the players to kind of stick together. And when the coach was being hard at them, they at least had each other to kind of fall back on. But with all the change, I wonder if the players haven't had that time to gel and be able to trust each other. And as a result, they're having trouble getting used to this style that Daryl Sutter kind of works with. And as a result, we're seeing these results. Do you, do you, would that make any sense to you? Yeah, I mean, that, that would make some sense for sure. And I think at the end of the day, you know, obviously it's our job to, to analyze the team and to try to figure out what's going on. We hear things that are said or potentially said and have, you know, some inside information. But at the end of the day, the only people that really know what is going on in that locker room and how Daryl Sutter communicates um, is those players and is, is Daryl. So, um, you know, I think it's, it's hard to, like I said, put a, put a finger on it and, and say, you know, this is it or, or not it. Um, I also, you know, my brother was, he was with the Calgary Flames for a while and I've, I've asked him about Daryl Sutter straight up, you know, what was he like? Was he, was he good? And, you know, in all of his interactions with him, he said, you know, he was great. (laughs) Uh, he, he never had an issue with them. Um, always, you know, really positive interactions. I've talked to a couple other uh, guys that have been around him. And, you know, it's that, that hard-nosed style of communication that if you don't like what you hear, um, it's going to be tough to deal with. And I think at the end of the day, you know, when a team is not performing well and they're losing, um, you know, there's going to be some emotional boil over. Um, and I think that maybe that's what we're starting to see more than anything. Megan Mickelson. It's interesting. I also, uh, I saw a stat on Monday. Um, I was uh, going on with Eric Francis and uh, it was players that have had the highest points per game drop off from last season yes. to this season. So, you know, it's Jonathan Huberto, Nazem Kadri, and then guess who player number three is? Yeah. Johnny Gaudreau. Yeah. So that was really interesting to me because you say, you know, guys like Hudo and Kadri, like they come in and things aren't working well. Is it because of Sutter? Well, then you look at Johnny Gaudreau, well, he's gone and no longer has Daryl Sutter and he's, you know, struggling just as bad. So that was an interesting one for me that just kind of put it into perspective a little bit. 
Megan Mickelson, Flames analyst and Olympic gold medalist, joining us here on the big show. It's Russing and Rose Sports at 960. The fan, she's on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. Wanted to ask you this, too, because we've seen it in major professional sports. Sometimes teams that don't like the coach or maybe even like each other can still win championships. Is that overrated a little bit sometimes that we talk about the chemistry in, in the dressing room and how important that is to translate on the ice? Because we've seen instances where guys don't get along and yet they still win when it's all said and done. Yeah, and I think like it, that's tough to say that, you know, that's a that's a thing or that's not a thing uh, because every team is so, so different. Like I think back to all the teams that I've played on and, um, you know, if there's been you know, 100% buy-in and, you know, things, everything's positive and everybody gets along. Like at the end of the day, you know, finding a way to win and what that looks like for every single team is, is so, so different. Um, And I do think that like I've had coaches where, you know, the team has sort of galvanized together um, despite of, you know, uh, having a really tough coach. And then I've had other teams where uh, we haven't uh, performed as well, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't say necessarily it's, you know, it's coaching or, or whatever it may be. It's just, you know, I think the most important thing is that that base of having like just a really great culture and environment. And I do think that that's also up to like the leadership group of players like I think of, of the national team um, and the way it is in, in our dressing room right now. And, you know, based off of even the last world championship that we played in, it was, you know, it was a, just a great, a fun environment. Everyone trusted one another. You felt like you could just go out there and play your game. Uh, there was great leadership. And, and so for me, I think that like, that's, really the most important thing that needs to be there is that that culture and environment uh, within the team. And I, I do think that that comes from your leadership group of players in, in my experience anyways. Does it matter that the team doesn't have a captain? I don't, I don't think it, they necessarily need a captain. And, you know, I think of, you know, our captains on, on the national team, it's, it's not that, you know, Marie-Philippe Poulain always takes the reins and takes charge. It's, it's, it's a core of leadership group players. So I think as long as you have that, you don't necessarily need someone that's wearing the C, but you do need your leaders um, to really step up. Like when, when things get tough and, and things aren't going well, they need to be vocal. You need to find ways to keep the team on track. So not necessarily. I don't. I don't think they that having a captain is is a big issue. I think it's just making sure that you know their leadership group is doing, you know, what they need to do to keep to keep the team on track. Wanted to ask you about uh, one of the guys that we've been raving about all week long, and that's uh, one of the newest uh, additions, and that would be Troy Stetcher. How have you made? Uh, what have you made of how he's kind of fit in here? I was also reading a story that is he's got a couple of grandparents living here in Calgary, and maybe that's helped him fit into uh, the city quite easily. Yeah. I mean, I probably, I fit into the, <laughs> the popular opinion category of I've, I've really, really liked his game. Uh, and I'm kind of, 
kind of waiting for like that honeymoon phase to be over. <laughs> of, like I keep watching him and being like, Oh, that was great. That was awesome. Or, you know, he's had a, another good game, another good game and, and just kind of waiting for, cause nobody's perfect. Right. Uh, you know, for that honeymoon phase to end, but uh, he's been outstanding and what a great addition to the blue line that really, really needed some depth. And one thing he said uh, the other night when Ryan Leslie interviewed him in between periods and was asked about his goal. And he said, you know, I just want to help the team win. And, you know, when a guy, I feel like he's just that guy that he just wants to show up, uh, you know, go to work and do his job. And, you know, that's exactly what this team needs right now is guys showing up every single day, go to work, do your job. But I really, really like, I like that he's a, he's a steady two-way player. He's a good skater. He's mobile. Um, and I really, really like his, his compete level. Like he just has that extra bit of intensity, you know, going into battles or even just, you know, moving the puck and then, you know, we saw the other night that element of skill. Like, what what a goal. So, huh. yeah, I, I think he's been great. Another thing as well for me is, you know, positionally in the defensive zone, like having been a defenseman myself, I was uh, in a, more of a defensive defenseman. I'm a real stickler on positioning. Um, and so I've watched him really, really closely in the D zone and, and just looking at the details of his games. And that's an element that I've really really liked as well so um yeah in in the honeymoon phase still huh. hoping that <laughs> that doesn't end but he, yeah he's been outstanding i know chris tanev missed the last game but when you're talking about watching guys with defensive positioning is there anybody on this club who does it better than chris tanev no <laughs> no easy answer no. yeah straight up answer no he's uh he's great um another guy i've really liked when he's come in is uh dennis gilbert mm-hmm. uh, i think he was he was really, really good uh, coming in uh, when Chris Tanev went out there the other night. And uh, I think that every single time he's come in, he's he's made a difference. So I think having him as well, uh, I really liked that pairing of um, Gilbert and Stetcher. I think mm-hmm. that they complemented each other well. And when they were on the ice together, they seemed to they seemed to really make things happen and just get the puck out of the, the defensive zone off the ice. That's another thing that Stetcher has been been good at. Um, and then, uh, you know, creating some havoc in the ozone. So that was, that they were a really good pair in my mind the other night. What have you made of Jacob Pelche's play of late? Maybe came out pretty hot, but then got a little bit cold. And as a result has, has, uh, has watched a few games lately. Yeah, that's, you know, that's a tough one because, you know, I, I do understand why he was taken out. Like if you look at, uh, um, the, the goal the uh, Arizona game which game it was yes yes the overtime uh so he made a on the game winning goal it was a four checking error um where Nazem Kadri was already four checking and then Jacob Pelche went as well uh and that had happened against Ottawa he was you know over aggressive on the four check there as well so I think that Daryl, you know, was probably trying to send a bit of a message in that, you know, your energy is really good, but you need to make sure that uh, you dial it in uh, when you need to. So I, I do understand why he came out of the lineup, but as soon as you start uh, taking players out of the lineup or, you know, benching them, um, not giving them as much ice time for making mistakes, 
Uh, as a player, it's really, really hard mentally that when you do get the chance to play again, that you're not going out there and thinking, you know, oh, I, I can't go out there and mess up. I can't go out there and mess up. Because as soon as you start to do that, that affects your play negatively. So I think, you know, I'm wondering if we're seeing or we've seen a little bit of that with him and that, you know, instead of maybe, uh, you know, the game against L.A., like going out there and, and just playing free and, uh, you know, knowing that it's okay to go out there and make mistakes, um, that maybe we're starting to see a little bit of that kind of creep into to his game mentally. So, you know, and then once you start to do that and you're in and you're out and um, ultimately – you know, I think that they have to go with a lineup that's winning at this point right now. Like, it's, it's do or die. Like, you have to go with a lineup that is giving you the best chance to win. So, you know, it's, 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 it's a tough situation for Jacob Peltier. I really do think, though, that, you know, his energy and what he brings when he is in the lineup and when he is able to, to play his game, I think it's, it's all really, really positive. Um, but yeah, I think, I think it's been a tough go for him, for him recently. Uh, Megan, before I let you go, some hard hitting, uh, journalism questions right now, although I'm not a journalist, I'm just a Dumble radio guy. Uh, the gold helmets for the golden Knights and the super silver shiny ones for the Kings. Yay or nay? Oh, okay. So that's a no. Sounds right like away. a nay. They're, they're a big nay for me, but that's, I don't like, I'm not, like, I don't like flashy things like that. So, you know. No, no, just no, no. You, you you weren't you weren't big about the look when you were when you were playing. Like you weren't about your gear. Like you, you just, you're just like just give me no. something that'll There's protect no, uh, me and I'm good. No pictures with you wearing like a tinted visor and the Team Canada silks. You know what? When I was in college, I wore a bubble mm-hmm. and I had white grass, and that's so embarrassing. Ooh. So that I would say I would say that that was my only. Uh, period of time in my career where I wore anything flashy and that was my freshman sophomore year at the University of Wisconsin and I I was terrible I had two not very good years so <laughs> yeah <laughs> out the window went any gear that is flashy and ever since then like I still have my shoulder pads from the University of Wisconsin in 2007 like- so um you know it's old gear it's plain and simple Plain and simple. You gotta wear. You you gotta be really good to wear white skates, though, right? Like you yeah, gotta be. Yeah, I wasn't. Like I wasn't. <laughs> like if if those, Sarah, are, those are goal scorer skates, yeah. and I was not a goal scorer. Like if Sarah Fillier wore white skates, I'd be like, okay, like she's yeah, incredibly right. talented. Yeah, yeah, not not Megan Nicholson, that's for sure. <laughs> well, hey, uh, you're a uh, multiple Olympic gold medalist, uh, Sportsnet Flames analyst, uh, Megan. Thanks for sharing with us. Uh, tuna on a bus. Yeah. And I, a really eye-opening caffeine gum thing that yeah. they were making you yeah. guys chew. Just do it, chew it. There like you go. It. If you guys, if you guys need a kick at six a.m., get your caffeine gum. All right, I, I will. Stay away yeah. from the cinnamon. <laughs> at least the mint is tolerable. Uh, great job today, <laughs> Megan. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for this. All right, thanks, guys. There she is on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline, using the same secret recipe since nineteen seventy-five. Down in at 6060 Memorial Drive Northeast. Take out or delivery at 403-248-3344. Like, Caffeine should we, gum. Should we try and get some? Should I order some right now? Get it on Amazon? Go ahead. Order drop some. off and yeah. then we'll uh, have order some on the, the show. Order some of the cinnamon and the mint. Ugh, I don't want to get the cinnamon one. Caffeine bullet. Mintense energy chews. Wow.
This stuff looks hardcore. Yeah. Whoa. Some of these containers look violent. And it makes your heart race uncontrollably. Yeah. <laughs> we should have like a whole pack do a segment. Put a whole bunch of Nicorette patches on our arms. No, try do no, like I, I'm not smoking. And then what, so we can start vomiting all <laughs> over the place? No, thank you. What about smelling salts? Can I interest you in some smelling yeah, salts? Like there, a lot of places have done that. Ammonium? The smelling salts. Yeah. I don't, I don't think like the caffeine gum would really do that much. Just puts you a little more alert. Chew pod, military energy gum. Yeah, okay. I get it. <laughs> like you're being shot at. You should be completely alert. And then it says in the same description, gum for gym runners and performance. But if you throw military in it. Yeah. A lot of people take pre-workout. Mm-hmm. Like that's a thing. A lot of people do that before is. they play like a beer league game. They'll take pre-workout to get jacked up. Do you want spearmint or cool mint? Uh, spearmint. Done. Well, look at you already ordering it. We'll chew that. Um, also, our text question. Uh, some of these are gross, and I don't know how believable they are, but uh, <laughs> keep them rolling in, 960, 960. We got a, uh, um, a scathing email yesterday about microwave etiquette here at the uh, the mothership with the four radio stations. Yep. What is the grossest thing you've maybe brought to work for lunch? Or what's the grossest thing you've seen somebody bring to work for lunch? 960, 960, name and location. Uh, the best text will win a foursome to the Wingfield Golf Club, mm-hmm. which is a cool prize. We'll give that away. We'll tee up the Flames and Golden Knights. It's all straight ahead. It's the big show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan. Calgary Traffic Update. A heavy volume ride now accompanies any route you're traveling around the city, including the northwest, where Stony Trail meets 16th Avenue. Construction is a factor here, but southbound Stony solid from Nose Hill Drive through the merge to eastbound 16th Avenue. In the northeast, heads up for an incident 96th Avenue at Harvest Hills Lake. This is causing problems at the intersection. And then in the southwest, Glenmore Trail quite slow eastbound over the reservoir. Sarcy and Bow Trail, and of course Deerfoot in the southeast, northbound at the Anderson Road, Bow Bottom Trail, Iverstrong Bridge area. Also very slow moving. In the City News 660 Alberta Motor Association Traffic Center, I'm Tanya Blakeney. Automate your home with Telus Smart Home Security. Call 310-2255 to sign up today and get $1,500 worth of smart security equipment. Conditions apply. We're here with head coach Daryl Sutter. Daryl, the giant Country Hills Toyota really stepped up their game tonight, wouldn't you say? Sure. Salespeople sold stuff. Service people fixed stuff. There you have it. Another glowing recommendation for Country Hills Toyota, where a winning team is ready to help you score a new or pre-owned Toyota and get top-notch repairs. Anything else to add, coach? Nope. Get in the game at the giant Country Hills Toyota. Your number one spot for Flames coverage can be found on Flames Talk with me, Pat Steinberg. Exclusive interviews, trusted insiders, and the latest news. Listen live weekday afternoons at 4 or stream the Flames Talk podcast on demand. The Big Show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. We'll wrap up the show with your text messages at 960-960. Some of these are... Horrifying. Way offside. They're horrifying. So offside. It's horrifying, really. Um, we got an email here yesterday about uh, microwave etiquette and don't put quote stinky food in the microwave. Please don't. So we're asking you at nine sixty nine sixty your chance to win a foursome at Wingfield Golf Club. 
What is the grossest thing you've brought to work for lunch? Or what's the grossest thing you've seen someone bring for lunch at your place of employment? Nine sixty. What? Name and location. I'm really jarred over the lobster one. <laughs> There's something. It's jarring. We're not going to get to all of them, but some of them are so whack, dude. Yeah. This, like, like, it can't be real. No, how do you survive? And like, these people can't exist. Yeah. Like, it is just... Throw them in prison. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's borderline like crimes against humanity. <laughs> yeah, it is. Like that's war crimes. Is. Yeah, yeah. It's essentially that. Um, flames and um, Golden Knights tonight down at the Dome. Flames seven games left at the Dome this season. Um, what version of the Flames are we getting tonight? Oh, man. are we getting the get? whipped by the Kings version? <laughs> Are we getting beat up on a really bad team version? Are we getting go toe-to-toe with a good team and play like, a solid game and actually look like a playoff team? Team like When they throttled the Golden Knights 7-2? Down in Vegas? Yeah. Are we getting that group? Well, I don't know. What does the die say? What does the, the magic eight ball say? Because... There, lately, there has not been trends to track how this team is going to play. It doesn't seem like there is, at least. Like, the thing about the Anaheim Ducks, too, like, if you're talking about going in and facing two opposite opponents as far as what they're going to bring as far as energy, skill, and everything else that goes into being a good hockey team, Vegas and Anaheim couldn't be more polar opposites. And you're going from a walk in the park down in Anaheim, beautiful California, now you're home, you're in front of your nervous home crowd, and uh, you're playing against a very good team who's going to be wanting revenge. So here's the thing. If you don't come ready to play like you did down in Vegas, you're probably going to get your doors blown off. Probably. Um, how important was for somebody like Andrew Majapani to finally get a goal in that last game? Incredibly important. The other guy that I was looking at and saying, man, if this guy could find the back of the net in this one, that would be massive, is Nassim Kadri. Hasn't scored in 16 games. It's the third longest goalless drought of his entire NHL career. It is obviously the longest one he's ever had as a member of the Flames. He had one longer as an Avalanche, one longer as a member of the Maple Leafs. But that's a guy that I look at and said that would have gone a long way. Manjapani certainly fits in the bill here. Uh, he's been one of those guys that's kind of been moved around a little bit. He played with Backlund and Coleman for a long time. Now he's up playing with Lindholm and Toffoli. We'll see what the lines look like today. But he's been another one of those guys where, you know, he gets, what, 14 goals last game? That was his 14th, maybe his 15th. The guy who scored 35 last year. And all offseason, I didn't think that, you know, Andrew Mangiapane is going to be a perennial 35-goal guy. But 25, I don't think that's out of the question. The problem has been this guy, whenever he's getting the puck around the net, it seems like, Every shot that went in during the 21-22 campaign is going right into a logo. Yeah, it it, it really has uh, for him. Um, This Tanev injury, too, is kind of like flying. Not that it's flying under the radar, but... Here's the thing. I wonder how long he's been dealing with this. Because we, we talked about it before he missed that game against Anaheim. We talked about it in the morning. How he, that was probably the worst game he's played all season against and, the Kings. And how he had maybe been why. slipping a little bit lately. Right. And he's probably banged up. And I wouldn't be shocked if that big hit he took from Quinton Byfield right before he turned the puck over on the Drew Doughty goal against L.A. I wouldn't be surprised if that was the one thing that kind of said, oh, maybe I, maybe I need, maybe I can't. Maybe I can't actually go. And everything that we've heard about that guy's pain tolerance, like it's, 
inhuman, to yeah. say the least. So if he can't go, like you know that he's physically hurting. And that would explain maybe some of the play of late where he hasn't looked like himself. Right. Where it's just like pucks in the corner that are being bobbled, pucks not getting cleared, pucks not getting to teammates. And really, like I mentioned it back at the start of the year. Like he had offseason shoulder surgery. He started the season with the Flames that was way ahead of his timeline, and he just never really looked like he had the strength that he had had in the previous season. Well, even we saw that fight a few weeks ago. The he shoulder. wasn't even throwing his right arm. It was all lefts. Yeah, and he was per- against Jacob Truba at yep. Madison Square Garden, and he was purposely like hiding that shoulder from the fight. So, listen, we'll see how long he's out, but the Flames have not played exceptionally well when they've lost their best defensive defenseman. They are sub-500 without him. They have mm-hmm. been for his entire time as a member of the Flames. And they're like... What, they're like what was, they threw up the graphic. They had over eighty wins and somewhere in the forty loss range when he's actually in the lineup. Well, regulation losses. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And then there's a whole bunch of overtime in there too. But yeah, you're two wins to one loss essentially when he's in the lineup as a member of the Calgary Flames. So you have to change things up. I thought Hannafin and Anderson had a good game being reunited. I thought Zadorov, you know, as much as the roller coaster has been riding high since the All Star break, I thought. He was quiet, which I kind of prefer for Nikita Zadorov playing alongside Mackenzie Weger on that second pair. But they've got a tall task today. Like, there's no Mark Stone, but this Vegas Golden Knights team has now kind of gotten used to playing without Mark Stone. Yeah. Jonathan Quick is playing well. He's got, he's got his Vegas pads now. He doesn't have his old L.A. pads anymore. So that's going to be different. And Jack Eichel was a non-factor in that game against the Flames mm-hmm. last week. Yep. He was invisible. There was maybe a couple shifts late in the second period where you're like, oh, okay, there he is. But I well, completely was, agree with you. He was trying to beat four flames by himself. Yeah, like Ivan Barbashev was way more noticeable in that game playing on that line with Jack Eichel. And that listen, that's the type of guy that Barbashev is. He's in the fabric of the game, as they like to say all the time. But, yeah, <laughs> I'm intrigued to see what Jack Eichel does in the playoffs. But for now... He just continues to be one of those guys for the Vegas Golden Knights. It's he's having a solid year, yeah. but well, this is the first time he's ever played meaningful games in March in his entire NHL career. Well, he kind of did last year, but he didn't play good in them. Right, like they had a chance to get into the playoffs at the end of last year with all those shootouts, and you know Logan Thompson was stopping like forty-five shots, yeah. and all they had to do was yeah. win like three of their last yeah. five games, but and right, he was but an he, absolute ghost. But he was also super banged up, right? Like he just. But that's I, been, I guess like that's he, had, been, he had been back in the end. Like it wasn't like his first game back from the neck thing, but I, uh, I, I get fair it. point. But I mean, like Jack Eichel has been a guy that that's the thing too, right? Like health has been an issue mm-hmm. for this guy, but he has looked dynamic at times, but not against the flames last week like, for sure. What do you think his point totals are right now? Jack Eichel. He's played 58 games this season. Cause he's missed quite a few with injury as well. Again, cause he can't stay healthy generally. Yep. Um, I would say Jack Eichel has the appointing game player. He probably is. Probably is 54. Close. So he's just below. And he's yep. got 24 goals. He's having a solid season. Yep. I think many maybe would have expect, expected him to be above a point per game pace because he's certainly had his slumps this year. Maybe he hasn't been consistent all year long. But listen, he's a good player. He can take over a game when he wants to. But that, I think that's kind of the, the key word there. 
whenever he wants to. Um, it's Markstrom for you tonight, and I, I kind of agree with you. I think it is going to be Markstrom. I think the next time we see Dan Vladar is probably that back-to-back in April. That would be my guess. And not the afternoon game against the Sharks? No. Because we've seen the Flames play a lot of quirky afternoon games, and they've seemingly done well in the afternoons. It big would win be. against Tampa, that big win against the Stars. It would be quite a bit of time off for Jacob Markstrom, and then he'd have like four days off between games because after they play Saturday, they don't play again until Tuesday when they head to Van- uh, when they host um, who comes to town, the Kings. I'm looking at that back to back in April is kind of the one where we'll probably see Dan Vladar again when they play on the fourth and the fifth against uh, the Blackhawks and the Jets, and that's a back to back with travel too from Calgary to Winnipeg. So not the worst, but. Flames and Golden Knights. And you're going to want Jacob Markstrom for that game in Winnipeg. Hopefully you can play Dan Fladar in that game against Chicago on April the 4th. Um, We're all over the Flames and Golden Knights all day. If it's still relevant. Yeah, all day on the radio station. Puck drop just after 7 right here. Not relevant. Um, Maybe you get Dustin Wolf in. Who knows? Derek and and Lou uh, will have the call. But uh, got got an email yesterday. (laughs) Everyone got an email here who works at this. Uh, the radio stations, the the cluster here um, about microwave etiquette and quote, don't microwave stinky food. Yeah. Like there goes my idea of going to the grocery store and buying a whole mackerel and just throwing it in the microwave for 20 minutes on a sheet of bounty. Yeah. Like we were going to do that tomorrow for breakfast, but thank goodness they sent the email in. Scales and all just giddy up, start (laughs) eating. But uh, we asked you the a nice 960. thing about fish bones is you can chew them easily. Yeah, 960, 960, <laughs> name and location. Uh, we asked you, um, what's the grossest thing you brought to work for lunch? Or what's the grossest <laughs> thing you've seen for lunch? Some of these are just jarring. Yeah. Um, the winner's going to get a uh, four, four pack, a four passes to Wingfield Golf Club. Yeah, to let her rip when yeah. the course opens up. Um, it is located at 3034 48th Avenue Northeast, right beside the airport. They got a 27-hole golf course. Yep. Uh, you don't have to play all 27, especially on a Saturday. You can just play nine. If, if you, you wanted to, to yeah. But yeah. if you wanted to play all 27, like, go ahead. all the power to you. They got great membership uh, opportunities still available if you want to go check them out that way. Uh, they can also host your golf tournament, wedding reception, prom, birthday party, anniversary celebration, and much more in their facility that holds up to 200 and 15 guests. Our uh, Sportsnet 960, the fan text reading robot, is Texty McTexterson. Mm-hmm. He always does a great job of reading your text messages. Um, we got to give away uh, a prize uh, for this specific topic today. Oh, Texty, what do you got for us? Terry from Tabor. Worst microwave smell ever. Co-worker used to microwave imitation crab and garlic butter at every afternoon <laughs> coffee break. Imitation. <laughs> Imitation crab. Yum. Yeah. I was actually just talking about imitation crab with someone over the weekend um, because I haven't had it in forever. And um, we were like, what is it made out of? Fish meat to imitate shellfish meat. Okay. Used to have it as a kid all the time. Okay. In like, uh, like an Alfredo pasta. It was very good. Really? But I've not bought it since. Okay. Next. Devin in Rumsey. The guy from Brody on the Beat works in my office building, and for lunch he always brings liver and fava beans with a Chianti. <laughs> Smells terrible. Was that the I like how you had to I'm put that go down one in. the basement. <laughs> Play that again, please, please. So, I'm going to go down to the basement. Yeah. 
I'm gonna go down to the basement. Microwave some a human flesh. Microwave a human hand and then eat it. It's so delicious. <laughs> I like how you, Alex, I like how you put the guy from your your other job to score some points too. I like that. What? What? Okay. <laughs> Keep them coming. Jeff in Calgary, not gross, but one guy at work really pissed me off, so I microwaved his cell phone. <laughs> Why, Jeff? <laughs> That's just... <laughs> Jeff's got issues. That's... <laughs> like, Jeff has some major issues. You microwaved that... his cell phone. That feels like a reasonable... Yeah. Yeah. Like, action. How... <laughs> like how angry were you? You were like, well, I'll show him. <laughs> How like you grab it and just whip it in the microwave. What? Quick 30? Minute and a I, half? Who knows? Like, I know if you put tinfoil in the microwave, it basically explodes. So Metal. I yeah, wonder what news. would happen if you do it like a whole cell phone. Probably not good. Uh, Jeff, I wonder if maybe, it melts or if it breaks. Maybe Jeff needs some anger management. He does. Yeah. He needs some definitely some anger management. Brody, give me classes. a phone. I want to try something. Yeah, just throw it in there. I'll throw the mackerel and we'll throw the phone on top of it <laughs> for 20 minutes. <laughs> I almost threw it. I thought you were serious. Okay. Mm. All right. Anyway. Continue. Patrick in Calgary. During a pep rally, one of our teachers drank a blended Big Mac meal, which also includes the fires. The fires. Fries. Fries? I think it's supposed to be fries, yeah. Little uh, typo there. Okay. That's vile. Big Mac. Shredded Big Mac. Pulverized. Okay. Um, Yeah, but that was probably for effect. mm -hmm. I'm talking legitimately bringing it for lunch. Yeah, it was a pep rally. She was obviously yeah. trying to build a obviously, little pep. Obviously, uh, Texty McTexterson needs to pick more lunch for the. So we have Jeff, who obviously has anger issues. And cooked, then somebody cooked who... Cooked a cell phone. You just got an email. And obviously somebody who, as well... Um, yeah, great. A teacher wanted to gross <laughs> everybody out because they can eat a liquefied Big Mac. Yuck. Okay, keep them coming. Eric in Calgary. I worked with a guy who would intentionally not bring a lunch because he knew he could just have other people's leftovers. One time I cleaned up an apple right to the core, put the core down, and he turns to me and says, you gonna eat that? (laughs) Before I could respond, he grabs the core and eats the whole thing, seeds, stem and all. That is... I have heard of people doing that. Yes. Like the entire thing. I went to elementary school with a kid who used to do that. He used to eat the whole apple. (laughs) Yeah, one start to finish. How's he doing nowadays? Not good, Yeah, I bet. Not good. Um, I, that's just weird. And like, I don't know what that person's situation is. I don't really want to make fun of it. Cause maybe they, mm-hmm. they they're desperate mm-hmm. and they, they, they can't afford their own food. So mm-hmm. they're going to eat that. Okay. That, sure. that potentially could be the issue, mm-hmm. but not a fan of the apple course. Keep them coming. Well, in South Calgary, health nut at my old work, microwaved egg whites and sardines, most hated man in the office. I guess. Egg whites and sardines. Um, right to prison. Yeah, right to prison. Moon jail. Yeah, you can't do that. Good for you for being healthy. Uh, also beat it. Kick rocks, bud. All right, more. Chris in Renfrew. When I was working at a Canadian Tire, brought in and nuked to warm a whole eel with the head still on. Fish is bad in the microwave, but eel is one hundred times worse. <laughs> eel. Wait, did that say eel? The fir- to warm a whole eel with the head still on. Oh. Just like a very oh. run-on sentence. But that yeah, is to warm a, a whole eel. I'm going to write down unagi. Yeah. Um, that's gnarly. 
Just a whole eel. I wonder how big the eel was. Where can I buy a whole eel? Um, I'm going to search TNT. Yeah. Do you leave it in your bathtub to keep it alive <laughs> before you kill it to keep it nice and fresh? Like it's swimming around in your bathtub? Yeah. And you're like, okay, time to eat the eels. <laughs> time, just, to, time to bring it to work and jam into the microwave with its head on. <laughs> All right, let's hear more. Just reach Corey in SE Calgary. The grossest thing I saw someone bring to work was lobster heads that collected from a company function and continue to eat them for the next week and a half microwaving them in or lunchroom microwave. Oh, man. That's tough. Lobster heads. Like, that can't... Nobody eats lobster heads. You're supposed to eat the brain. It's supposed to be good for you. I think it's some sort of aphrodisiac, maybe, or something like that, too. Really? Maybe. Where, I don't know. Alex, do you have the guy who put the lo- the whole lobster in the microwave? <laughs> Where's oh. that text? Let me see. I don't know if I have it for sure. Hmm. Yeah, the guy who said the guy threw in a live lobster in the microwave, <laughs> and then it was screaming. Where's that text? <laughs> um... <laughs> There's so many in here. Yeah, I know. I'm oh, like, yeah, I here can't, it is. I can't. M- Mike in Calgary at 831. There it is. I no, am. Just read it. He, he will like... Mike in Calgary. Yeah. My buddy cooked a live lobster in the microwave. It was very cruel. The thing basically screamed. Like, I don't believe that. <laughs> like, somebody, like, all of a sudden you're sitting there having your lunch. You pull out your, you know, your ham sandwich. And your pudding cup, and then all of a sudden, buddy beside you pulls out a lobster out of his gym bag, it's and it's like, like moving. It's like and, click clacking. Yeah, and it has like the elastic bands on the claws, and he just hucks it into the microwave. Every and it's time, like, yep, this thing will be done in twenty minutes. My visualization of this is that some dude grabs his eel or his lobster or his mackerel by the tail, walks through the office with it, just loose, maybe giving a little swing. Just to really flaunt the thing. Pops open the microwave door. Absolutely rips the fish in there. And then closes the door. Alright, how many more you got here? I have six still here. I got one. If you eat the brain of a lobster, it's poisonous, boys. The lobster brain is poisonous. I did not know that. I'm glad I never wanted to eat it. Okay, keep him rolling. Rio in Renfrew. I brought a grouse I shot to high school and was feeding to other kids. Teacher found out and made me toss it. Okay. It's too bad, I yeah, guess. Tough. Rough. Hmm. All right, keep them rolling. Todd from Crossfield. I brought and reheated shake and baked prairie oysters. Oh, that's that's. I don't believe you. I don't believe that one <laughs> either. Okay, keep rolling. Brian in Lethbridge. Guy I worked with used to microwave a combo of bananas, ham, and cheese. Cooking banana in a microwave sounds like an elementary school project. (laughs) (laughs) Who is that name? Brian in Lethbridge. Brian right now. Clubhouse leader, I think. It's true. I like the unagi. I like the whole eel. Like the the banana in the ham. Okay. Yeah, gross. All right, how many more? That's a hard pass. Three more. Okay. Evan from Edgemont. Someone at my work microwaved an actual fish. Scales and all. Yeah. Why God? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Again. Do the work at home. Yeah. And also just don't. Yeah. Like don't maybe do just it. don't. Don't do it. Do you really need to eat fish at work? Yeah. Really? Okay. Okay. One more. John from NE Calgary. Hands down, boys. An old Newfie brought a raw moose heart to work, 
carved it up and put it in a slow cooker. What? Dude was covered in blood. Like, there should be raw moose heart. Are you kidding me? I can't be real. He was a new feed. Could okay, be. Well, that can't be real. <laughs> but what if it was? Like, what is he just like busted out and just slams it on the table and starts cutting it up? <laughs> He's got one of those coolers. Oh, man, like, let when me they're tell transporting you, organs the, to a hospital. The uh, the aorta is very succulent. Have you ever eaten like a deer heart or a cow heart or anything? Do I like look that? like a person to you who would eat something <laughs> like that? Like I've you've had known cow me for how many, marks, how many months now? Like, do I, don't I know. look like a how person? How long have you who been here? Like a year? Uh, it feels know. like forever. It feels like um, forever. <laughs> one more. Brent from Brooks, co-worker of mine, used to bring homemade head cheese to work. Oof. Nothing kills one's appetite more than the aromatherapy that comes with pork flavor nope. Jello. See you tomorrow. I just puked in my mouth a little thinking yeah. about it. Nope, I'm done. Have you ever had spam? No. Okay, the jelly around spam oh. is probably the most vile thing you can ever. Like, you literally, oh, you literally gagged. You almost lost it. <laughs> like you were eating that popcorn with the heated oh, mayo. I can't. I'm going to stop All right, it. <laughs> let's play the Brian one again. <sighs> Brian in Lethbridge. Guy I worked with used to microwave a combo of bananas, ham, and cheese. Cooking banana in a microwave sounds like an elementary school project. That's a passport to Flavor Town right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that one's the winner. All right. All right congratulations, you go, Brian. Brian from Lethbridge. You got uh, the clubs ready. Yeah, you're winning oh, a uh, four pass. Goodness. Gross. For a foursome. Free passes uh, at Wingfield Golf Club right by the airport. Congratulations. Uh, some of these are just vile and disgusting. Yeah. Apologies to those we couldn't get to. Can't wait for a breakfast. Lo- a lot of these are just. Oof. And the guy throwing the actual lobster while it's moving into the microwave, I find that hard to believe. I like the whole eel. Yeah. And it's like throwing a whole eel in the dark. Yeah, thing. he had it in the in the toilet in the staff room. <laughs> Wanted to keep it super fresh. Hey, guys, I uh, just want to let don't everybody flush. know, don't flush stall two. Yeah. I left that in there on purpose. Yeah, my lunch is in there for later. <laughs> We've learned a lot today uh, that maybe Alex should stick away from guys talking about their basement. Yep. And uh, maybe Jeff needs anger management microwaving a phone. Or he's just a hilarious guy. But uh, congratulations to Banana Ham Sandwich Brian. Uh, You're going to play some free golf. All right. Tomorrow we'll do a quiz. We'll see how smart GVP and Alex got in a week. Looking forward to that. And we'll break down the Flames and Golden Knights. What is a must win for your Calgary Flames? We'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye.